Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Skeptics and Seekers Sunday Sermon. This is 4S. I'm David Johnson. Let's get started with Eric Bickernex. How you doing? Ta-da! <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, hey. So, um, you know, my good good pal, Eric, um, we're we're back doing another. No, we're not. I never <laughs> met this guy <laughs> before well, today. Really? Like, really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole audience is thinking, have I missed some shows? Um, yeah, you probably have. So go back to the beginning and listen to them all. Um, right. And then when you get to this point, uh, we will introduce you to Mr. Eric Bickernickson. Before we do, you are probably thinking to yourself, that's a fine looking guy. I, I look that good, too. I should also be on the show. I mean, why am I not on the show? You know how Eric got on the show? He sent me an email and I said, great, you're in. Uh, that's how it works. <laughs> okay, Skeptics and yeah. Seekers at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, don't worry about it. Do you right. sound like a frog? Do you look like a frog? No problem. It's still going to be a great show. Just trust me. And We're going to make you look good. Come on down and get your compliments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> okay. so bring it. Also, uh, you can contact Skeptics and Seekers dot squarespace.com log in your discuss account discuss away you can talk about any of the things that we talk about on the show or anything else that crosses your mind it doesn't matter where you leave your comment i will see it because i have the eye of sauron and an administrative account and so i'll, I'll see it so don't worry about it uh now then uh eric eric uh a writer fellow writer um Eric has written some stuff that catches my eye. Uh, can I, is this a good time for a confession? Um, yeah. I haven't read the books yet. Eh, whatever. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been. No one I've else been, has. So yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, <laughs> I read a lot of books for the shows where I have guests right. and I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Uh, well, this time. I'll take that back. The first book, there's two books I'm sort of pitching here. The first one actually got 10,500 downloads over the course of five years on Amazon. So I'm like, all right, this is what compelled me. Like, okay, fine. 10,000 people liked it, or at least, well, 10,000 bots liked it or whatever. But point is, yeah, I still got enough positive views out of it. Um, so yeah, went to the second one and then continued the tale to the second one. So, okay. So we're yeah. going to, we're going to get to all of that. Uh, the first thing though, uh, I ask my guests and I have had, some very interesting guests over the course of uh, the show over a number of years, and it does not matter how famous they are or how obscure they are. I all ask, uh, I ask them all the same thing that I'm about to ask you now. Okay. Who the heck are you and why should anyone give a damn? <laughs> Tell no us one, about yourself. <laughs> um, nobody and no one does. So, <laughs> like, all right, uh, yeah. This is not uh, the answer I usually get. <laughs> right. Uh, so, what delusion I have here? I'll tell you my delusion. <laughs> what, what I would like, I guess. Uh, yeah. What's uh, what's you know, if you're if you're about to be introduced at the Writers Guild Award, right. the um. Hugo Award, and um, there's a there's a new guy, uh, the guy who was prepared. He's sick, right. and there's a new guy, and there's like thirty seconds before he introduces you. What right. are you gonna tell him? Uh, well, th that Groucho Marx comment where it's like, I don't want to be part of a gang that that. Oh, what's this? I'm, I gotta paraphrase it. I don't. So I, I don't. don't want, be... I wouldn't want to be a part of a member of a club that would have people like me as a member. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, that's <laughs> that's my starting uh, point here. Uh, 
yeah, no, no. Well, <laughs> yes, I like self-deprecating humor. So, 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 yes. No, I'm very confident in who I am. Uh, the fact that nobody—it's funny that nobody knows who I am. But it's like, yeah, look at that. I, I, I want to. You know, we all want to feel important, and we all want to be loved and liked, especially for our opinions. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm un, un, unoffendable. Uh, I'm completely confident in my skin. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just come to, now come to the realization that I'm the weirdo. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. uh, whatever atheist viewpoints, skeptical viewpoints, when I look at the fellow man, it's like, no, I'm the weirdo. Yep. Up, yep. I got it. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, well, we'll, so we'll find out. We've got an yeah. audience full of weirdos. Uh, okay. so, uh, yeah, I, I generally encourage people to let their freak flag fly. Uh, this is, this is the place <laughs> for it. Um, so before we get too far into, we're going to get to your books, yeah, uh, yeah. but this is Skeptics and Seekers. We, we argue right. about religion on this show. And so let me just start with your religious background. Um, so let me start with a basic question. Right. Are you personally religious? Uh, do you consider yourself religious, non-religious, a believer, an agnostic, uh, a flaming atheist? What, what are you religiously? Well, uh, yes, atheist. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to. Well, I don't want to necessarily hang out with flaming atheists, but uh, I would agree with them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 so you you don't believe there's a god out there? Well, hold, I'm willing to go with it. Yeah. No, I, I admit that it's like, that sounds really nice. That's like, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm, I'm show me, give, give me, I'm on board any minute that you can give me some, some, you know, some good, uh, proof that, you know, uh, that it, whatever exists. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, you, I'm, I'm willing to go. So I really, but the fact that, that I want that to happen, mm -hmm. I'm the, the, the alarms go off inside the head. Like, okay, so wait a minute. So that's a bias there on my part that I would mm -hmm. love to have it happen. Uh, so okay, let's let's think about this. Obviously, that doesn't happen with most people. Mm -hmm. uh, and then again, I'm the weirdo. I'm, I'm like uh, the logic bone is connected, to, uh, overrides the emotional bone mm -hmm. um, <laughs> in this skull, and apparently it doesn't uh, <laughs> with most. Well, uh, so you're not willing to say 100% that there's not a god, but you're not as of yet convinced by any particular God's story. Is that, is that something uh, you would own? Well, so my, my stance is, I don't know. I not enough data. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you tell, you're going to say, well, what about the 2000 year old explanation? You know, like, <laughs> really, you're going with that one. Really? And it basically, basically religion is just a, 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 a an answer to how did we get here? Where, how did we start? Where, <laughs> how do we get here mm -hmm. uh science is working on it and we're you know okay we're taking strides right at it so oh uh, yeah so and i'm i'm on board with it as as you know how far did science get and it's going to get further once i'm gone okay but when you offer me like well don't you like the 2000 year old explanation i'm like well <laughs> why why would i go with that i mean and if you want old what's wrong with polytheism why you know when you try to uh talk to a theist and like, well, explain to me why you rejected polytheism. You know, they don't. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, <laughs> so do, uh, do you consider yeah. that, do you consider that you have a worldview at all? 
because I actually don't well, have a real a worldview. I say out loud that I don't have a worldview, right? And I get tackled by Christians all the time, right? Of course, you have a worldview. Everyone has a worldview. Well, I don't. I'm sorry. How do you, <laughs> you know what's what? How do you define a worldview and what it, what is? I don't know. I was hoping you could help me with that. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, you came up with it. Yeah. So yeah. so. Yeah, what, whatever what it is, is my, I don't, what I don't think I have one. <laughs> well, yeah. So what, what is a worldview? What, what would be an example of a worldview? Just so I have. Oops. Maybe, some, have. maybe a unified uh, notion. Sorry about the fiddling with the mic here. Maybe okay. a unified uh, grand theory of everything. Um, kind of what the universe is, uh, right. what our place in it is. Um, and how, yeah, how we should go about living life. And it, it kind okay. of becomes the framework for then how we, how we move through life. Right. I mean, generically speaking, that's, that's the best I can come up with. I think right. that it's more than that though. When people, when people talk about worldview, when Christians talk about it in particular, I think they mean more than, right. than that. And, um, but that's, that's really all I can get. And I can, I can tell you, even with my generic um, explanation, Right. I still don't have a worldview. I don't okay. have a grand unifying right. theory of everything. I don't I don't have um uh I don't have some guiding principle that leads me from one right. moment to the the next. I just don't have that. But right. Well, basically the question is what is reality, right? Mm. <laughs> is is if you boil it down to, you know, to to literally, you know, right. Uh, I don't know what a reality is, uh, or science is working like hell on that, right? Um, and there's certain, and then and then springing from there, yeah, lots of people have you know um, theories on what reality is, you know, uh, whether yeah, we're all God did all this and put us here, blah blah blah. Whether mm -hmm. we're part of an alien uh, computer simulation. <laughs> hey, hang on, uh, just a moment. A uh, quick shout uh, out, uh, Darren Lute uh, in the audience. Uh, Meet your long lost uncle. Uh, hey, Darren, how you doing? Hey, Darren, how you doing? So yeah, so after, yeah, we'll get a beer afterwards. Okay, I was yeah. No, I, <laughs> Darren, Darren is a a sometimes uh, I say sometimes a frequent co-host, uh, right. friend of the show, uh, haunts the boards. Um, I say haunts. He's alive. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I think he's not a bot. Uh, he's, he's just a slightly younger version of you. <laughs> we so. could all be bots. You're right. Alien. Yeah. We could all be bots. Yeah. We do not even know it. Right. All right. But Darren, good old Darren. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out loot. Um, so, so that's, that's interesting. Um, the point is so, on the, t just the final tag in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. So, so, and the point is I could be horribly wrong. I'm always, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll, yeah been wrong plenty of times so so whatever kooky idea i may or, or uh, um, idea when i come to i could still be wrong <laughs> okay so uh, you've given very good very complete very open answers not good enough i want to know yes, right okay right more i know. wanted i want to know about your experience with religion because right? you, okay. you you sound american uh <laughs> you identified right. yourself in the eastern time zone so yep. i think you're american um and uh sounds like you've been here for a while i'm i'm guessing you grew up here mm -hmm. you can't grow up in any part of this land without right. coming in contact right with religion and so yep. um tell me about your uh journey through 
involving religion? When did you first encounter right. it? When right. did you first realize that, yeah, maybe this isn't for me? Tell me how, because it shapes our lives one way right. or the other, whether we whether we end up believing in it or getting into it or not. All right. All right, here we go. So I, it, I'm the cla- I am the classic only child, right? Mm-hmm. So so I've I've always sat by myself, uh, you know, <laughs> thinking just like, okay, what you know, uh, you know, uh, and my parents are from Latvia. Bikernix is a Latvian name. Mm-hmm. Um, both parents came over after the war, World War II. Um, my mother literally was in Berlin when bombs were blowing up. Um, Latvia, which is just the other side of Poland, was getting the shit kicked out of it between Germany and the Russians. And, and basically, I, th- I believe uh, my grandfather was sort of a patriot for Latvia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a whole story there, um, you know, <laughs> quickly for Latvia. Um, uh, the choice at the time, World War II was either, well, either, beca- you know, join Stalin or become a communist mm-hmm. or the fascists, which believed in... Um, um, uh, we'll say we'll call it democracy, but capitalism. So, as a farmer, that you've had a, you owned a farm for your entire life, and your choice was well, do I give it to the communists or the fasc- fascist will at least allow me to keep my farm? Yeah, you're going with the fascist. <laughs> European, the, the British, the Americans had nothing to do uh, for that part of the war. The war over there. Uh, so, basically, so basically, my my parents left. Uh, basically well escape but but had just walked away from a farm in latvia and went through um berlin uh ended up in england and then then came over on a plane uh in the 50s here so basically they spoke latvian they're they're latvian peasants uh my mother's still a latvian peasant i mean you know my mm-hmm. father was still a latvian peasant uh <laughs> so everyone spoke latvian uh in my household and it was much resentment uh, from my father that I was, I, I learned, I knew Latvian enough when I was five years old. And then as you went to American school, yeah, you were just kind of absorbed and like, yeah, you know, other than speaking Latvian at, at, uh, at my house. Yeah. I mean, just, uh, yeah. English grew up in Waltham, you know, Massachusetts. So, but uh, they were Lutheran and we went to the Lutheran church, right? So I sat there as an eight-year-old had no idea <laughs> what was being said. The, the none of, you know, they went to, you know, I'm in a church, they're singing. I have no idea what we're singing about. I stood up. There was a guy talking about something, uh, I guess. You know, there's a big, the big, you know, Jesus on this cross there, cross. So the point is none of the message messages were getting through because it was just gibberish. It was, and I, for years of this, I'm like, all right, I'm, you know, and as a kid, I'm just watching this. Like, this is an interesting little <laughs> display they're doing here. You know, okay, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they kiss the robe over there. They get the cookie over here. Uh, I have no idea what that cookie's for. Okay, they do the water thing. I have no idea what that, oh, that's interesting, you know. So I was, as an eight-year-old, I grew up just, just watching <laughs> Lutheran religion objectively. And just like, yeah, what just just a weird dance, you know. Uh <laughs> the charade went all the way into the when I was 18 years old, where my mother said, You you know, you need to be confirmed. Like, okay, uh, there was the same church, 18-year-old, we're all hanging out with all the other 18-year-old Latvians. Uh, same deal. They all spoke in Latvian. When they when the time came to be you know, confirmed, it was in Latvian. I had no idea what the guy was saying. You know, I just said, Yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> so basically my entire upbringing was just literally just observing religion mm-hmm. objectively and it's just like all right <laughs> none of it was getting through and so so that just naturally you know from uh you know early on i was just like well you know is there anything anything even to that um 
you know, and, and of course, when you're younger, you're more more swayed by you know the crowd. Well, everyone does believe this, so there must be something to it. Adults believe that, so you know, younger on, uh, you just go with the crowd because that's what you do. You're social, you're young, you're social, uh, yeah. And then just slowly over, you know, you know, thirties, I'm like, all right, <laughs> the adults aren't that smart, are they? And now as a sixty one year old, oh yeah, oh boy, oh boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, so 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 I was never I'm ne- I never I never I've you know I've seen people who were fully in and then rejected it, but I was yeah never really in at all. So you uh, you grew up uh, around Lutheranism. Why didn't it take? Well, again, it was literally spoken. I had no idea. Well, it was like a foreign. It was a foreign language spoken. Mm. So and my mother never sat down and like did you understand what was being no. <laughs> So it, it was just taught, just just these these uh, this display was shown to me, and I went home. You know, <laughs> I was like, all right, I I okay, I don't get anything. I'm all right, you know. Did you um, did you ever have any curious any deeper curiosity about it though? You know, yes, as an adult, I'm like, okay, let's let's figure out what Lutheranism is all about. How did it get there? Um, oh yeah, no, I'm very I, I you know, research I've researched lots of uh, you know religion about religion. Um, yeah so <laughs> yeah and it's, it's just fascinating uh what and it's funny when i've met the converted when people converted have come up to me um you know and i can i can you know mormons it's like hey, joseph smith and i ask so tell me about joseph smith i know about joseph smith since you're promoting mormonism to me uh what what is your take on and they have no idea because they, mm-hmm. they just listened <laughs> you know they're just mm-hmm. repeating what what you know their friends or whatever their their social group is is, is pulling them along to would you uh, would you consider that at any point in your life you were a true seeker of religious truth well why would it be a true why would it be true or why would how would <laughs> that's just someone's opinion right i mean so yeah i mean like buddha that's Technically, an opinion. That's a, that's a very good opinion. I don't well, necessarily not not so disagree. much whether you were a seeker of the true right. religion, but whether you were sincerely a seeker of truth. Well, I'm a seeker of, of, of knowledge. Truth. Who okay. knows what the truth is? I mean, I mean, I don't know. yeah, we're all trying to get to the bottom of that. But uh, oh, give me the give me the, give me give me the, the whatever perceived facts or or whatever information is is out there. Yeah, I'll, I want to give me give me give me. So you you studied <laughs> so, a lot of things. Did you study right. the Bible at all? No. Well, I mean, I've read plenty of books about the Bible. You know. Um, so so what, would, what would you say to a Christian who says, "Well, I I begin to detect a problem." Um, okay. The the God's revealed word is the bible and so you you've read about the bible you've read about god but you've never actually read the word of god (laughs) and come in touch with right god that that whole thing all right (laughs) it's a little my best analogy is like okay i like monty python and i and i go um to somebody, hey, do you like Monty Python? Well, no. It's like, oh, you've never watched Monty Python? You should, if you only watched Monty Python, you would become a fan. You, you know, these people already <laughs> are already convinced themselves uh, that that's what they want to believe here. And that, and it, I've certainly read the Bible, yeah, reading passages, and it just gets crazier and crazier. So, mm-hmm. so, so it's their problem 
I'm gonna say problem, but but they're fine. They're embedded <laughs> in their belief system that okay, yeah, you fine. You you emotionally re- responded to this. Uh, certainly, it's a social thing. There's lots mm-hmm. of people telling you that this is a great you know thing uh, that you should. And I've I've certainly bumped into uh, the believers also uh, recently. Um, last year, I ran into one who some woman was completely uh, there's some some local. Uh, David Koresh type individual who had a little church <laughs> and got her on board, you know, Jesus, blah, 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 right? And she was pitching that. She, she, I met her at a farmer's market and I was working there. She came up to me, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, so, and I said, okay, that's, yeah, okay, that's what you believe. Good. I said, so tell me why. So why did you reject polytheism? <laughs> she looked at me blankly like, so, and well, tell me why did you reject uh, Buddhism, you know? Why did you reject Sikhism? There, you know, no. She just looked at me like confused, <laughs> like, "Oh, so you didn't go through the process, did you? You didn't actually come to a conclusion that this is the best thing." But, but other than this group of people sucked you in, and, and now, yeah, fine, you <laughs> loved yeah. it. But point is, none of the. And, and, and I said, "Listen, I said, listen, I will go to your meeting. All right, go to your meeting. You come back and tell me." You know, give me some good facts about Sikhism. Give me some good facts about Buddhism. Tell me why you rejected them. And then I will go to your meeting if you want to pitch me your meeting here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got all pissed off. Refused to like, <laughs> that's why would I want to know? Why would I know about other things when this is my precious thing that I'm trying to pitch you on? Uh, so so yeah so 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 the answer to the original question is like yeah so why don't you like monty python how dare you you did you don't quote scripture the the parrot sketch <laughs> yeah this is your opinion this is just your opinion um and yeah okay that's cool have at it <laughs> so one last question on this but look right. i could listen to you talk about you're a man with stories <laughs> that i want to hear okay. um so um i'm 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 now curious. Was there any part of you know the Jesus story? Uh, you know, he he died for our sins and wants to save you and be with you forever in heaven. And you know the the whole works. You know, we're fallen humans, and God has been working plan after plan to get us get us back in relationship. And you know, how how are you um, summarize that story? Is there any part? of the, the Christian presentation of the story that makes you, or that has made you think that would be a good thing. That, that sounds interesting. That, that's really caught your eye because it, it sounds like uh, you've got lots of reasons for skepticism, which I'm not questioning, but was there ever any part of your walk where you thought, huh, it's, that's not bad. That's not a bad idea. Well, any, yeah, any no, part there's of plenty it? of good ideas in all you know religions or you know, uh, especially you know Christian. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so as an example, I was just doing a podcast with somebody three days ago, and, and they were saying how well, look, well, look, well, God is love. God is 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 love. I'm like, yeah, we get that. Sounds good. Yes, love is a good, con- yeah, good. Be nice to your neighbor. Uh, 
don't cover the neighbor. Well, all right, all right. but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's what's not to to dislike uh, about it if you're talking about positive? Yeah, being nice to 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 you know to people. Quick on a quick. Uh, I want to point out that that uh, the classic argument as an atheist is like, well, walking away, you don't want to kill people. It's like, well, it's not my interest to kill other people. Uh, tigers don't kill each other. It's in their interest to get along <laughs> and kill other things. Uh, Hey, wait a minute. That's an analogy to other Christians. Okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> now when, when you actually study the Bible, when you actually get down to the nitty gritty here, and there's plenty of books written about this and there's certainly biblical scholars that say, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the story started, the, it took 30 years after this person's, uh, death. And we won't even discuss whether we, Jesus existed or not. Most of the, most of the scholars are like, yeah, somebody existed back then who, yeah, uh, you know, who got who got this started mm -hmm. um but it took 30 years for the stories to be put together and then and then uh, uh and then basically the canon the actual bible was written when uh 300 years after basically there's so many goofy stories out there uh that said this uh, committee of human beings said okay listen hold on we're gonna have to narrow this down to the ones that are on message here uh, you notice that there are no teenage messages uh, from Jesus, right? Because apparently, I, you know, if I had to research, apparently as a teenager, Jesus had fun with his powers and it was turning people into animals. And then like, yeah, okay, now we will, that's why it, that's not in there. There is, there are apostles or, or, or writers who had a good story for that section of his life. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave that out. So basically, it's so so. Yeah, it's and and this is not my opinion. Uh, if you want to, yeah, if any scholars are out there, I mean, they all agree that yeah, that yes, a committee was formed. You know, a religious church. Well, you know, and got it down to this section here um, of stories, and that thus this is true. It's like okay, so you're saying that 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 those people, <laughs> I have to believe that committee that these are true and the other ones aren't so and again then we can go down well why did they come to that conclusion uh we know why they're trying to keep everyone on point <laughs> that's the message we are okay you know um of how to behave as, as a as a as a churchgoer so yeah, yeah. I mean, there so, are lots, so there are lots of committees i mean the, the right. catholic bible has books that um the typical protestant bible doesn't orthodox bibles right. have slightly different arrangements uh J jews uh have uh, differ on which parts of the Hebrew scriptures are uh, canonical and which aren't. Uh, so. I respect the Jews just because they they're going with the original text. Like, okay, yeah, if you if you're gonna go old, yeah, all right, I I respect that. I don't believe it, but it's like good. You're damn it, no, no, we're we're sticking with the original text. Uh, yeah, I some, respect that. Some, you know, there are different <laughs> factions of Jews. I mean, there always right. have been Jews. They're not a right. monolithic people, any right. more than Christians are a monolithic people. So right. there are um, all, all kinds of differences. Okay, look, that is that is interesting. And to dive more deeply into that, we will just have to have you back again, lest this show become like I could talk <laughs> all day about this. Um, but I think I could probably talk all day about the other thing that you are actually interested in which is your writing so i'm a writer and um you know i've i've done my bit as a starving artist um i was a musician uh long before i was a writer and uh, too. i made enough money to not quite starve to death 
uh, doing that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, um, you know, the, the, the call to do something creative, I guess, strikes, uh, some of us. And even if we tell ourselves, well, this is how I'm going to pay the bills. This is, this is going to be my retirement. Um, this, this is a serious pursuit. The fact is we pursue it, whether we make any money or not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let me, yeah, let me just delusion. ask about your writer's delusion. <laughs> right. When did you know that you wanted to spend your time writing when it, first of all, right. when did you know that you could do it? Um, <laughs> all and, right. You know, tell me about that. All right. So, all right. If you asked my my middle school teacher that you said, hey, that kid over there is going to write three novels, the, the woman would be like, no, there's no way Eric is going to write three novels. That kid is an idiot. <laughs> He's, he, can, he doesn't even know the difference between an adjective and an adverb. Yeah, there's, there's no way in hell, you know. Uh, I was always a filmmaker from by trade. That's where I, that's where I made a living, you know, making pretty pictures, whether it's on video, film, uh, Photoshop. Um, so I think visually, uh, to me, that's very easy. Just like, oh yeah, I can paint, you know, well, well, <laughs> poorly, but, but, but if I spent the last 40 years, I could have been a good painter by now. Um, and that entails writing scripts. You have to write a script. You know, if you're going to shoot a video, you need to write a script. Mm -hmm. So, okay. All right. So that early on, I've been like, okay, I'll, I'll write scripts here. Bing, 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 bing. Um, and yeah, scripts, uh, it's interesting. The scripts tend to be a lot of dialogue. So I'm very good at that. That comes, that just flows right out. So it's odd when I hear people, you know, other, you know, people, other say things about writers, like, well, the dialogue is kind of stilted. Like, really? It's like, it's kind of easy. It just flows out. But the prose part <laughs> is the stumbling block, stumbling block for me here, where it's just like, ah, oh, I, I don't, I don't do poetry. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's not like I construct. That's a beautiful sentence, and I was like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point. I'm just writing what I'm thinking, what, what I want these characters to do. So, so you know, and I'm, it's kind of annoying for my, for my Wellesley educated, uh, wifey girlfriend here, uh, that she's into poetry. Uh, <laughs> I could care less about the words, you know, and that's, yeah, that's, that's a whole art into itself. I'm lousy at that. Uh, I'm, 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 I just get to the point and I, and I conceive it as a filmmaker. So the writing part, the actual prose, the, 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 the double quotes, comma, he said, comma, you know, period. Uh, all right. That's, that's torture <laughs> for me, but I can do it now as a six-year-old. I've, you know, I've gone through three novels, but it's, it's really, really slow, you know? And, um, so yeah, but the point is I'm, I'm basically a, a, a plotter. Um, so, so as a filmmaker, yeah, you need to, you need to plan all this. What's the ending? What's my point I'm trying to make? How, what's the shortest amount of time I, I can get this on, you know, into on screen. Um, so, so yeah, so, so, so the book, the bookish part is yeah, the tough, the, you know, the actual right tough part, the, the, the thinking part, uh yeah it just comes natural yeah yeah i got plenty of ideas and da, 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 and now that i've spent all this time decades learning the the formula of what a thriller is you know the beats that da, da, da. oh yeah i got that yep got it all figured out didn't have that as a 20 year old hmm. um and I, I find it interesting that that no i could never have written anything like this as a 20 year old and, and i and i the fact that it's fairly easy now as an old guy 61 year old uh, and I remember that quote, I don't know if it was Hemingway or somebody, uh, they said that, that, uh, um, advice for a young writer is just basically live and then write about it. 
Um, and that's why you see 10 of us old guys being writers. Cause you know, any mm -hmm. subject I can then, yeah, I can do something on, you know, expound something. And, you know, and, and if I wrote something, yeah, it would have been derivative as a 20 year old. Um, and yeah, that's just, that's what you are, you know, when you're young, <laughs> you just, yeah, I like this, this, and this, and then eventually you get your quote voice. Mm -hmm. Uh, unfortunately no one likes my voice uh <laughs> which is you may, skeptical you, you may not um, have an audience of millions but i bet that uh, there are plenty of people who like yep. your your voice but problem is uh as stephen king said it's like he respects any writer that can, if you have written something and you can pay your water bill with it okay he respects that uh yeah through my fiction i haven't paid any water bills yet so so i'm i'm getting there um so yeah, so so as so here I am now, a sixty-one-year-old, you know, old guy. It's like yeah, in life, I'm like all right, yeah, I can do this. Now I can do it. <laughs> when did you? Uh, uh, when did you start gaining confidence in that though? Uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't first, just yesterday. So, well, I was always confident in conceiving a story, a plot line. I've I've been doing that. I shot a my big fat failed indie feature I did back in two thousand. Wrote an entire film script, right, mm -hmm. one hundred twenty pages uh shot it lug for film you know shot shot it on film world didn't care <laughs> well there goes 30 grand uh uh so yeah so so oh i'm, I'm very confident in in my my ability to like yeah i got an idea i got a concept yeah these people come in you know oh yeah that's that's yeah that's been doing that since day one um even as a, as a you know as a, as a teenager shooting movies and stuff or, or writing movies uh, and, and I think the term writing is kind of a misnomer where, where people will say, well, oh, I wrote, you know, my goal was to write 2000 words today, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm going, well, were they good 2000 words? Were they worth those 2000 words, words worth reading? Did you just spew? I, yeah, I can spew out, um, cliches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can type fast. Yeah. I can, you know, but the trick is like, okay, what isn't a cliche? And, 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 you know, that takes just a lot of this, just like, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> I'm at the same computer where I write right now. I'm just, this is what I look like. Uh, hmm, hmm, you know, <laughs> and then just, just, just chip at a per sentence. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't do what I do <laughs> or don't pick the genre. I did uh, a skeptic, skeptic uh, on Bigfoot's UFOs, religion. Yeah. There's no audience for that. Yeah. No, let's, no. Let's, let's <laughs> right, go there. Yeah, just, right, right. Right. Um, um, UFO. Yeah. The aliens are attacking. You will sell bunches of books. Mm -hmm. If you write about the aliens attacking uh, <laughs> ancient aliens uh, that came by uh, that enthralled with us. Uh, yeah. Big yeah. money there. Let's um, let's let's go there. <laughs> Okay. Bigfoot. All right. UFOs. Um, abductions. Right. Encounters. These are the words of kooks. <laughs> How did you learn this language and why did this become your genre? Well, it's... And for the record... Right. I love this stuff in books. So yes, right. <laughs> there I, I I must get in touch with my inner kook. Yeah. Uh I recognize <laughs> I recognize it, but this is this is where you have lived for well uh, a couple of books. 
Yes. Well, because yeah, it's fascinating. It's cool, isn't it? I, mean, it's, I would love to have Bigfoots, you know, uh, out there. I would love to have a Loch Ness Mott. That That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I would love that aliens obsessed with us uh, who are going to solve our problems at any moment if they only just came down and landed on our lawn at the, at the, at the you know, the White House. Uh, yeah, this is just cool stuff. <laughs> now, as a 61-year-old, I've I've now watched it progress. I've watched it turn into folklore. Uh, now, as a teenager in the 70s, there were literally, as an example, uh, for UFOs, there were literally like five books about UFOs. You know, okay, you had the Lubbock Lights, you had Barney and what's-her-face, uh, the, the abduction thing, um, Barney and Hill, um, you know, and like four others. And like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm caught up, you know, I, I'm, you know, and... I, I, in another podcast, I, I brought up that Fire in the Sky book, and the guy said, oh, wait a minute, he pulls the book out. Look, I got it signed from the author right here. I'm like, well, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and the deal was aliens were so much cooler back when I was in high school because everybody had their own version of an alien, you know. Uh, I think the ones in that book floated down, and they looked like sort of elephant people, and then they carried Barney and, and Betty Hill back up into the spacecraft, right? Uh, you know. And it's like Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, what was your alien like? Well, my alien looked like da-da-da-da-da, right? Um, and like I said, it's now folklore. We know what uh, a leprechaun looks like, right? They don't exist, but we can clearly, I can give you an illustration of what a leprechaun looks like. Uh, you can clearly give me an illustration of what Santa Claus looks like, right? It doesn't exist. We now have now come to the same conclusion that what aliens now exist, right? It took, you know, that 30 years. 30 years. Did you notice how it takes that 30 years period, you know, uh, more than that? So we now all agree what an alien, the classic alien gray, looks like. Um, and I've watched it slowly evolve as an old guy now. <clears throat> and I remember um, it, the turn is right around <clears throat> Close Encounters of the Third Kind, late 77, right? Spielberg had sort of some like gray looking little ones in the front, but his main Papa alien was kind of skinny, long arms, and kind of a, I don't know, a deformed head. But it wasn't mm -hmm. a gray, right? Same time, Communion came out, uh, Ridley Stryber book, I believe, um, where it had that 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 picture of that that cla almost classic alien gray on the cover, and that was in in every uh, aisle of your grocery store. You you know, as as a teenager, I'm sitting there looking at it, like, okay, that must be what an alien looks like. And everyone else saw this book sitting there for for a good solid few years. <clears throat> that okay, yeah, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make up an alien. That's a good looking prototype right there, right? <laughs> X Files came out right now. Okay, they're mostly you know alien grays, um, gray kind of things, and now it's like yeah, oh obviously aliens look like grays. That's we've all now decided that <laughs> they look like that. And like really, what happened to all the other cool aliens that certainly people were 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 going on about and really believed? Uh, that's that that what they saw. Um, <laughs> now. That, again, it's two separate questions here or, or two things that we're, we're dealing with, here, whether, whether there's in, actually intelligent life or life like us someplace in the universe. That's one question. The other question is, well, did they actually bother to make the trip and then give us a rectal exam? Eh, hold on. That's, see, that, did, did, did. <laughs> that's, that's a completely separate thing here. Let's start with and, the first one. Okay. Is, is there intelligent life that we would recognize as intelligent life um in the universe now besides us right now the class yeah 
yes <laughs> look at all the stars look at all the galaxies yes and the numbers look pretty yeah promising right and we're we're really what we're really saying right is like is is there something like us that's out there right i mean because certainly if it's so advanced it's just a cloud of vapor that's intelligent well we can't shake our hands with it we can't you know uh you know yeah uh, <laughs> we we honestly uh, only care about things like us i think um yeah you know, if, it, that, if it looked like our vacuum cleaner we wouldn't care yeah uh if if it was, um, you know, something that was so advanced that it was formless and couldn't communicate, we wouldn't care. Oh, oh, my first book that, ooh, ooh, that I went there in the first book. In fact, that is my alien spoiler in the first book. The dog played with it the whole time. Here's my dog. <laughs> uh, the whole joke in the first book is what if the, the whole premise is, is what if we're all obsessed with, with the alien greys? Uh, the alien greys are, you know, we need to find the alien greys. That's, that's, that's Georgie. Uh, and the point is the real aliens, which are just like bone, like, like, like crystal things, the, the humans, hey, wait, 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 give me a break. Uh, what happens if you're stale, you know, here, Georgie, come here, come here, come here. Shut I, I, shut I up, also up, have up. a dog. Okay. <laughs> it's it's yeah, all right. Calm down. <laughs> I, I locked him out for this show, which is no, why yes, you, I should have yeah, done it. that. No, no, no it's. Quiet. So the whole the whole jokey premise is what if the humans were what happens if you're standing on the aliens because your preconceived notion of an alien is well it's got to look like a gray, uh, and that the only thing that was interacting with the aliens was a dog, uh, and that basically the aliens then came to the conclusion well the only thing intelligent on this planet are canines, um, <laughs> and I take it from there. Yeah, uh, I I I actually think that. If there are aliens out there, that may be a, a possibility. We imagine ourselves uh, as kind of either the peak of, if I can use the word loosely, creation, or very near the peak. And so we consider that life that's worth interest, being interested in is going to look something like us. Um, right. It's going to is going to be there. I also think the picture, the the image of the gray that we've all come to know. Right came to such popularity because it's so easy to describe and easy to draw and easy to reproduce. Right. Um, okay. we, you know, the aliens that are truly complicated, right. they don't, take, they take, don't survive. Take, take these <laughs> filthy animals away from me here. <laughs> All right. There. Okay. There, there, that's my editor. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was my what was my rant at my rant here um blah, 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 blah. oh yeah yeah but generally dumb people can't conceive of anybody or anything smarter than them right i mean that's <laughs> that's just basically how it goes here uh as an example the crash saucer stories i am so disappointed in these extra advanced extraterrestrials that managed to get from wherever they came from avoided every little particle to get from there to here and then just hit our planet like really Thank God they okay. crashed. Actually, they you're, you're my long lost uncle. How are you doing? <laughs> okay, right. right. I've, I've said this so, many times. Why, right. why is it that these advanced aliens <laughs> who are so who have the ability to get from there to here, but they can't right. land? Alien, they can't land. <laughs> the planet was just, just wow. It's like yeah, it's like really like. like thank God they're not landing on the way, on the White House line because yeah, <laughs> again you, because you just you can't conceive of of a piece of technology that just doesn't fail, right? I mean, uh, and there's plenty of examples of this going back through history. I mean, starting with the Romans, like well, that sun's a chariot wheel, right? Okay, you know, all right. And then if you ask somebody. Uh, 
let's say at the 1800s, like you asked me, hey, how do you think we're going to go really fast in the future? Like, oh, and we, and you kind of keyed him in, like saying, listen, we've got this thing called genetics where we can change uh, things. They're like, oh, well, big horses, you're going to have giant fast horses and people will be zooming around on fast horses in the year 2024, right? It's like, yeah, you're just, <laughs> there's other technology that that's coming that, that you can almost, you can't even conceive of as, as people who are just sitting here in the year 2024 um yeah <laughs> on that note final note on i got some research here if anyone mm -hmm. else wants to read this uh alone yeah read the book alone in the universe by john gribbin uh g-r-i-b-b-i-n uh i have to paraphrase this really quick um is that is if you when you are uh <laughs> first thing i want to get in real quick is right, is, is 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 even if there is uh one advanced civilization like us um and per universe right mm -hmm. or galaxy um basically we're alone right because like mm -hmm. how how do we even communicate with someone on another galaxy right it's it's we can sort of kind of get our minds around what well, we could probably get to alpha centauri right that would uh, that'd be that's a toughie but yeah all right we can kind of do that and then you go all right, like, then, you know they communicate over over or move over yeah, you know, 50 years of light, you know, of light speed space. And it's just, you know, your mind just melts, right? You just, and then saying, oh yeah, how about, how are you going to get to another galaxy? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So basically in a sense, we are alone, uh, up until <laughs> we, we can, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. It's just so hard. Um, but, but, but so there could be a literally a billion, uh, yeah, civilizations per just one per galaxy, you know, and there's billions. Um, <laughs> another little, a little crackpot side thought, uh, theory here, uh, is now that you had to realize all right, this goes back to the book and let me, let me, let me try to piece all this together here. Mm -hmm. Um, is basically he points out in his book that look, uh, the, the, how, how old is the universe? Was it three? Was it three billion or four billion or three point five billion? It took a while to, to actually get something that looks like us, right? Mm -hmm. to, that's made up of nitrogen, oxygen. It's got some metals in it. To actually get to where we are, uh, took you know, forget about the first billion years of the universe, right? I, I'm crudely paraphrasing here, where basically we, we to get something that looks like us, you need metals. And that requires a star to, you know, supernova, condense, do it again, multiple times. Um, so it just, <laughs> so, so then you need to get us down to a, the point where, okay, we actually have the ingredients now for life, which could take yeah, 2 billion, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, once you do have us, then you need to, then it narrows down to like, okay, now you need a sun like ours. That's not giving out gamma radiation or, you know, um, so, so it, he basically shows all the examples of how you can keep narrowing it down to like, it never goes to zero, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and obviously we exist. So yeah, it happened. Uh, and, and, and like the, one of the big questions is, um, is we, we, we have a pretty good idea that like a Mars shaped object crashed into us and that's what formed the moon early on in our development right and we just happened to be in the goldilocks zone so 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 to get us and, and if the moon is something that important uh for intelligent life right the whole you know tides we need we needed first of all first of all it stabilized the planet right so um 
we could have just been in a planet just spinning wildly and then and then whether that's conducive to life but we know for a fact that the moon has sort of in a sense kept us upright right <laughs> uh and it's kept us stable for all this time here if that's an important ingredient that's you know having a little binary planet in the goldilocks zone well that narrows it down to a you know more uh and you can also say that that is there a goldilocks zone where you are in the galaxy if you in the middle there and there's a black hole and think stars are going supernova yeah you'll be toast too so we are on the so it could be in the outside area of the goldilocks zone of a galaxy so his point his point is like okay so let's just say that yeah that it's one per you know billion stars per galaxy yeah it's one per galaxy uh <laughs> that, again, we're still alone here, so so that doesn't answer the question: Will we ever meet them? Uh, and if they could, if, if they ever figured out how to get here, it's like, wow, that's yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty damn advanced. Where my mind, I uh, just melts. What do you say to the Christian who would make that same argument, which they do? Yeah. Uh, look at the infinitesimal chances that the, the things that would have to come together to make right. life doesn't it make more sense that we were placed here that we were made intentionally uh rather than that we are the product of a cosmic accident right well that that feel I, that feels good <laughs> so what's wrong with forming randomly you know and then now we're going to go into the whole 7 747 argument to like uh, blah 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 how how we can you know blah 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 we've gone yeah uh all the uh what's his what's his face not sam harris and then those um who's the other atheist guy uh, and didn't uh... um he's gone over this a whole bunch um the the watchmaker um <coughs> oh so, uh, yeah, you mean well, dawkins uh, yeah, thank you. yeah mm -hmm. old, old guy c61 here uh so yeah so so what's wrong with randomness <laughs> well again it feels emotionally it feels wow oh, no there's a creator i've got uh, everything is solved I've, okay the creator blah blah blah, blah. Oh, you know we got to keep praying to him he might blow my house down i gotta pee you know yeah it all that's fine <laughs> if do, you want to go with that model right uh, so let's just say random is randomness is a possibility do you buy it do, do you do you think that it was all random uh is, is that a kind of a positive belief well, of yours or is that just the most likely thing well, again, going? I, I don't know. So, uh, we, I mean, when I say, I don't know, I'm sort of saying, well, science doesn't know. I mean, we have some, you know, guesses and that's, yeah, we got guesses. Um, uh, one of the things is, if, is, is if, if it took only one chance per galaxy or even per universe, and you can actually get the DNA molecules across uh uh the creatures of space um did it just start once and then spread from there and then we're number 12 or something from the original batch you know <laughs> um yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean, I mean we'll, I just, we'll get into that i'm just sensitive to the argument that you know randomness is a very convenient answer it seems very unlikely yeah well you know, the, the answer is we don't know we don't yeah we don't know uh in fact you know we don't know how to make life from scratch right <laughs> we can't do that i can't I, no scientist can say well, i'm gonna make a paramecium in this dish will be done in a week mm -hmm. here i'll see you don't don't know we just does it, don't does it bother know. you that you don't know i mean well, is there any kind of existential angst that you that you know you don't know what got all of this started well uh, i don't <laughs> i will be dead in probably 20 years so the angst is like damn it i wish i could be around to when they do figure it out i know mm -hmm. i'm i'm 
if you put enough guys in lab coats, yeah, you know, <laughs> we're, we're making progress on it, right? Um, so why do I have to come up with an answer? Why do I have to decide right now? Knowing that there's lots more development that's going to happen, hopefully, right? And we don't mm -hmm. blow ourselves up like that argument. Um, so I, I, <laughs> the, the angst is like, damn, I'll, I, I will have never known. I'll be dead. <laughs> and and, so, and, I, and I can't even hope that like someone in, in heaven will come up and say, by the way, Eric, uh, we figured out life here as as two as two angels here. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, that's the angst. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> damn it, so I'll, I'll probably never know. We're rounding mm -hmm. the we're rounding the corner on um, the time, but I don't want okay. to let you go. We're gonna we're gonna have you give us a a synopsis of uh, your books. Uh, high strangeness and higher strangeness. strangeness um i can tell you just just reading the synopsis from uh, amazon uh it, it just made me want to cancel the podcast and just read the books <laughs> um because uh, you know it like i said it, it speaks to uh to my inner kook and um i i think that we we've all got an inner kook whether we admit it or not <laughs> but i um you know, th it seems to me there's a lot of overlap, some crossover, if you will, between religion and UFO uh, right. culture. Um, there's a there's and, a and conspiracy culture. Yeah, conspiracy culture. I'm trying to think of a word that's all encompassing. Right. I don't want to say paranormal. That maybe uh, implies something more than this, but I, there is a there is an overlap. And uh, I'm I'm just wondering if throughout the course of your writing you've considered some of that uh, overlap in in particular. Um, no, in fact, the third book may be that in particular. I mean, I may okay. I may tackle that exactly in the third book. So highest, highest strangeness. If so I ever get to it. The um, one of the things that I find to be um, overlapping in religion right. in and this this other culture uh would be uh the idea that the being utterly convinced in fact that there is a higher power almost needing something that's higher than humanity more that, that's transcendent uh almost and in religion uh we develop uh, an entire um cosmology of higher powers we have angels and demons and jinns and gods and uh, you know if you're a monotheistic the monotheist you still have multiple types of beings you have gods uh, god and his angels and seraphim and uh you know spirits uh and then the, then the evil side of things so this there's a whole cosmology of those things that are all higher than humanity and then with ufo culture you have people looking to the skies convinced that if there are aliens out there then they must be higher than us smarter than us more advanced than us this almost certainty um and need for a higher power have you noticed that uh similarity oh yeah well <clears throat> my argument is 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 all right is if you're trying to argue conspiracy culture with a religious person, you like you have to say, listen, all right, you're you're on board that there's a guy in the sky controlling everything, right? I mean, that's just your belief system. You bought into it. There's no, we're not like, well, maybe not. 
in your mind that that's yeah that makes sense there's yeah there's there's a, a it, go, it works from the top down basically guy in charge uh of my everyday life things happen and certainly oh well that makes sense that, that yeah the government is controlling that and and it's all top down yeah i mean if you're if, <laughs> if that's in you if that's just how you feel it's like uh <laughs> you're already half you're mostly most of the most of the on way you're on board for with any conspiracy theory because that's just how your mind operates right as as a as a whatever religious you know person um so at that point i'm like ah yeah i there's, I, there's no getting through okay. <laughs> no getting th- so, I, yeah so you, I'm, you mentioned conspiracies you've brought that up twice i right. i think this is another actual connection between uh religion and conspiracy culture, which is the idea that there is a secret knowledge that um, special people can be aware of, um, you know, whether it's QAnon right. uh, or whether it's the uh, spiritual person who uh, hears the still small voice of God and uh, hears the word of God calling out to them, hears the spiritual messages in the word of God that are kind of hidden to troglodytes like you and I, um, you know, so they, they're, they're convinced that they can be plugged into a secret knowledge, uh, that is not apparent to other people, but because they're special in some way, or they have plugged into that, which is special, um, conspiracy, conspiracy theorists feel very special, uh, that they have this this esoteric knowledge and and Christians feel very special that they have this esoteric knowledge of, uh, you know, how cosmology unwound. Uh, another thing that you might explore, uh, in your book, because this is another thing that I, I find a fascinating connection between Christian culture and, uh, UFO, Bigfoot conspiracy mystery culture. Yeah, let me let me toss in this little bit here. I got some of my research notes here, and I think this I think this is the basis of everything here. Right? Is is basically what if you're born that way? What if you're like, yeah, no, you're physically wired to believe uh, conspiracy theories, and then God and other other people have have talked about this, where perhaps you know, uh, <laughs> if you're just you know, I, I, I'm the weirdo. I'm the guy who who you know out of humanity i'm the guy who literally will look at things objectively and yeah and i and i have no problem with uncertainty I just yeah i don't know i'm just yep okay i don't need an answer um but anyway there was a there was a some research i got this out of the atlantic from 2009 liberals and conservatives react in wildly different ways to repulsive pictures right basically and they, you can actually scan for them let me read it real quick uh, they scan the brains of subjects as they looked at a variety of images, such as mutilated animals, filthy toilets, faces covered with sores, to see whether neural responses showed any correlation with political ideology. There was. And they were, they were watching literally uh, their brains as they did this, mm-hmm. um, which implies that, yeah, they're born that way. Whether you want to say, oh, maybe they learned behavior. Um, my argument is like, well, well uh, you know, <laughs> if you look at a box of puppies, there's always one that's friendly. That's one, there's one that's slightly scared. I mean, it seems like mother nature is just, is just trying to make different variations. <clears throat> and basically you almost, so from this study, they're saying that you can literally tell if you're going to be conservative, um, or not just by the way you react emotionally react to, Ooh, a picture. Oh my God. Ooh. You know, if someone mentions ticks to me, I go, Oh, ticks. That's fascinating. Yeah. What, what's really, you know? Where some people are like, oh no, well, that's that's their first. They just they do a knee jerk to to whatever subject you're on. 
Um, and that, yeah, they're, they're, you could sort of remap, you know, <laughs> you could, some of these people, you could maybe, you know, say, listen, don't, you know, don't, you know, you know, go crazy here, uh, over, you know, any kind of stimuli. Um, but that's just different. That's just the difference in between human beings. So the fact is, if you were actually born that way, and if that's actually ingrained on more, you know, certain people, obviously it's not binary where, you know, you're one or the other. Mm-hmm um that yeah you're not gonna get through (laughs) we have to figure out how to live us rationals have to figure out how to live with those emotionals i have to i have a different (laughs) theory let me run it by you okay um so i i am not comfortable even though i tend to do it uh making hard lines of us and them i i want us all to be us uh and i recognize that um that is a that is a very difficult thing to do but my theory is that uh we all do start mostly at the same starting point uh as children small brains undeveloped we're in a strange world uh from the moment we come from the womb our first response is to yell uh because something has gone drastically wrong with the universe (laughs) once we have come out because we have an idea of the universe and we come out here and it's nothing like what it's supposed to be so we yell of course uh and as we grow up um you know going through the various stages of maturation a child uh sees things that just look like magic uh and they just accept it uh they flip a switch and a light comes on how does that happen they don't know they've they've stopped asking the question it's just magic it happens uh they turn uh they they press a button on a little box they hold in their hand and then this screen comes on and people uh entertain them uh, how do tvs work what's going on they don't know they don't care it's all magic we just kind of accept this layer of magical thinking up to a certain age and it may be different for uh all, all of us, you know, we, it's easy to sell kids on Santa Claus magic. Um, they, it's a part of their universe. And at about the age where we're selling kids on Santa Claus, we're also selling them on Jesus. We're also selling them on God. The ultimate, this is why Christians want to get there so young because the magical thinking is a part of all of us at that age. And they need to get it in before it works out. And I just think that some of us, work our way out of that for whatever circumstances out of uh magical thinking uh and others don't and uh i don't think it's so much of an us and them i think that culture then does insert itself if you live in a culture where magical thinking is just a part of how your culture thinks you're probably not going to come out of it um and so it and if you do come out of it it's hard work uh it's tough going for someone who wasn't raised in that kind of culture. So it's another one of those uh, similarities between religious culture and UFO cult culture, um, which is a kind of a, anything could happen. I hear Christians say this a lot. Uh, You know, anything could happen. Anything could be true. God could, you know, why would you doubt God and miracles and things? Anything (laughs) can happen. And UFO cult culture is a little bit like that as well, because anything could happen. And so why not this? Uh, I think it's, I think magical thinking is one of the things that connects the two. Uh, magical thinking that for whatever reason, either they can't come out of or they find it so comforting that they don't want to. Well, I'm implying that what if it's in our DNA? What if it's like magical thinking 
is in and other scientists have, have you know put this forward here but but if it's actually in there <laughs> uh not a lot you can do about it i mean maybe unless maybe at some point we can identify the dna seek you know magical or the religious sequence uh or however gene expression i, I think it is in there, there though i, I well, do think right. it's in there but i think well, it's it's something that can be overcome like fear of the dark that's in there too yeah well but oh yeah then well here well on that point um i think uh, neil degrasse tyson pointed this out that uh when you look at uh real originality versus scientists right and as you as you go through you know master's degrees phds religious religion just drops off the more you know the more education you get mm -hmm. but it never goes to zero mm -hmm. <laughs> and there are mm -hmm. people who who have hit the end of you know learning their double phds and they're still going to go you know i i know all about the, the scholars i know how I, I know it all but i'm still i'm still going with <laughs> the god it just makes me feel good you know and that number's small but it's still out there you know and that kind of implies that no matter how much you try to con you know i'm, I'm saying convince them they they you know they learned <laughs> these things on their own or at least you know mm -hmm. uh school did um so that's kind of interesting that that yeah there's <laughs> And I, I personally know a a, a, a guy. Uh, my be my best friend's father was an astrophysicist. Went to MIT. Uh, his his book his house was literally a library. He would spend his entire life reading. As as for um, he would he would learn languages as a hobby. He knew like he could speak fluently anything at eight, and that's <laughs> just really just like wow. It's <laughs> just a brain on this guy and that, he's an astrophysicist that's that's what he does right and by the way my friend's a little nerd too you know mm -hmm. um but he still went to church and i was like you know, like ah oh. uh he's dead now but, but you know and I, I never really got a chance to sit with him and say really so you you know how all about psychology how humans operate uh, you can probably pull a book off of your shelf all about psychology all about um um you know where the bible religion yeah, originated from he, he knew all all religions how they came together <laughs> and he still went with it i was like god really um but yeah so my own my only answer to that is like yeah if it's in there <laughs> if it's in there you just like uh, uh i need to hold on to that i'm emotionally I just like that better than the rational choice, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and certainly, yeah. And, and, and that's the problem with, with the science answer. It's yeah, it's a lousy answer. I mean, I mean you've seen, um, um, what's his face? Bill, Mr. Mr. Billions and billions, Carl Sagan, right? Mm -hmm. he goes, We're all stardust. We all go back to stardust, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. I don't, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a crappy answer. You know, yes, the yeah. correct, that is the correct answer, but emotionally it's like, yeah, that doesn't do it. No matter how many times you say, oh, we'll start us. You'll, you'll live forever as star stardust. Like, yes, I will. All right. Uh, see, so. Is, is that living? Is that, <laughs> is that living? Is that really well, living? Well, yeah, it's emotionally. It's like, yeah, I, I know that's true. That that's the best science can say is you'll go back to stardust. You came from stardust. You'll go back to stardust. And it's like, yes, the emotionals and we need. Yeah. So just like, you know, yeah, I'm going, I'm going with the God. I like that better. I don't stardust. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't do it for me. So, so. Bef before we uh, have you give us a synopsis of these books, let me just ask one more thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a write up, and I'll write up all <laughs> of the things that we didn't get to here. Okay, but um, it's it's been such a delight. Um, tell me if there are intelligent aliens, and if they did, 
visit the planet. Where are you on this? Would they be the benevolent aliens, the godlike beings who say, look, we just we just want to share all the answers. We're going to, you know, it's going to be, we'll help you with your technology. We'll show you how to live and it's going to be paradise. Or are you on the other side of alien culture that says, oh no, they're going to blow us to hell. Uh, is, is it alien heaven or alien hell? Um, uh, which would it be? <laughs> all right. I, all right. I've, I've ranted about this before here. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, where do I, where, where the hell, where do, where, where do I start in this? Um, all right. First off. All right. Let, <laughs> how, how much time do we have left on, on this podcast here? Uh, uh, I'll make, I'll, look, I'll this make is short. this is a truncated podcast because I have another <laughs> yeah. show in a little right. bit. But normally, yeah. this wouldn't even be the introduction on, a, on an SNS. So, <laughs> all right, uh, all right, all right. For, the only thing we all right, let, let's let's the only thing we can assume that I, I think correctly is okay. The, it, whatever extraterrestrials, whether they're wherever they are, where but they but they're if they if they got here, they're advanced, right? And that means their powers of observation are better than ours, right? I mean, that's a safe assumption. You can't assume too much on th things like that, right? But their powers of observation are better. I mean, that's like a given, right? You right? I mean, that's just, that's just <laughs> naturally, right? Uh, so, so <laughs> who says that, 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 that they, to get a good look at us, if this is, this is if, if they made the trip, right? Because they need to, ha uh, because they need to make the trip to get closer to see us, right? Which is how we think. Uh, but if their powers of observation greater, then then, then certainly why? What we, they certainly could have gotten a good look at us at outside in the orbit of Pluto, or maybe the next star over, right? Yeah, we clearly see. We can see what they're doing. We can clearly see them walking around. Yep, they've 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 solved fission, and now they're working on fusion. Okay, they got the first guy out. You know, they they know. You know where we are technology why they had to have gone th through something like that um again assume that's not some gaseous thing or, but but assuming that they're okay they're based off of meat <laughs> well, uh, um they they know where we are and we where are we are heading to if they assuming that again they exist and they made the trip <laughs> they went through kind of roughly the same timeline we did uh to be able to form a spacecraft and this is still more assumptions on my end here to get, get you know, whether Ben's space, <laughs> however, they know where we are, right? Okay, let, let, let's come up with a, let's come up with a cool thing that the aliens, if the aliens gave us this, this would be the greatest thing for humanity, right? And let, let's, let's say there was a box. Yeah, here you go. Okay, let's say the aliens gave us the power, the power cube, right? There's two leads. There's a plus and minus, there's a plus and minus here, right? And this will drive your house, your car, for your life, and you'll give this to your kids. And this is this this will just yeah. This is basically a nuclear power plant boiled down into this little box here, right? Um, greatest. Th this would help humanity greatly, right? The whole we could clean up the planet, blah blah blah. We could you know do everything. But by the way, also they're going to mention. But if you take these two leads and touch them to your neighbor, they will vaporize. You can kill. This can turn it into a weapon real easy. Uh, ray guns, etc. Uh, 
and they know and not just observing us we go insane as a species right 1918 if they're watching <laughs> yeah oh yep look at them look at them go yep they <laughs> just killed each other uh 19 in the 40s yeah there they go again yep you haven't learned much um and just yeah we're what 40 years later yeah we're still you know <laughs> we 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 are big fish that, that eat little fish. That is us. That this is how we operate here. So why would they give us anything that we can just hurt ourselves on? Yeah, I know we would love to have them like no become parents. It's like oh no 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 do all this. Yes yes that's a nice ah I like that. But you know why would they? But <laughs> but it's it's like giving like like a box of hand grenades to uh, some aborigines. It's like oh this is this is a useful tool. Like no they're gonna just kill each other. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna to kill each other with us um so my my point this this is my 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 answer to the fermi paradox is there's there's no reason for an advanced civilization to contact us because if they can just observe what the hell we're doing yeah we know where we are yep there we are yep yep got it in fact what if there's plenty what what if we're that's common we're just yet another one that's in this stage of development yeah there's a hundred others uh, that yeah slightly bigger you know blah 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 um so there's, there's, my argument is there's there's no reason there's there's, there's you know um that that's why we're not going to see anybody land you know and shake our hands uh <laughs> so yeah basically there you go so so uh what was the first question I, I'm, I'm i'm ranting i'm pretty sure that was the first yeah uh, that was i'm the pretty sure question. that was the so, first and second question yeah um they, so there you go they wouldn't they wouldn't come at all i like the answer because um it would be a little bit like they would have to be so far advanced from right. us that they wouldn't see us as intelligent. Correct. Uh, they might see us like um, fish, you know, slugs. Right. You know, would you, would you, as the president of the world, invest <laughs> okay. the budget to go across the universe to go observe some fish? You, now, you just wouldn't do it. Right. Well, yeah. Well, the, well, by the way, what kind of fish are over there? Okay. Well, yes. Fine. Got it. Now, now, all right. Again, going to the premise that someone's been watching us this whole time, right? Okay. Let's, let's assume someone's been watching, you know, you know, uh, we, we've been known for a very long time as a giant lizard planet, right? A long time. Uh, in fact, that may be the default out there. This is the one crackpot theory that that, I, that I'm sort of almost adhering to. It's like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if the alien did land. By the way, the universe is filled with giant lizard planets, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, life grows. There it is. Whether it, it kicks into intelligentness like you know us is a is a separate thing. Um, Certainly, we have no evidence that 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 you know we, we like to think that 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 we're naturally progressing. Um, evolution wants wants to make us. No, it doesn't. Uh, there were no lizard men forming, you know, slowly, or there were no signs of thumbs being formed <laughs> on 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 velopters, You know, um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it took uh, how many comets? I think one, two, three, three resets. Oh, geez, how many billion, how many years, millions of years before we actually got to this point now where, okay, fine, a mammal popped out, you know, and then off we go. Now, now we're building metal spaceships, da, 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 da. Um, so <laughs> that, that's another part of the, uh, 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 thing that I talked about the other guy's book here. Um, 
is yeah <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if it's mostly giant lizard planets out there uh and like i said we're the weirdo here um we could be the in fact we could be the first one this is the other another thing is like okay so if it took this on time for the universe to get intelligent life uh whether someone became intelligent only after one comet hit versus two versus three it took us three comet hits or asteroid hits right to, to hit the reset button to have a primate jump out of you know form climb in a savannah and blah blah blah, blah. um other other interesting thing uh is okay how, all right, so if there's water worlds out there right what what if okay fine what if um and, and certainly life started first in the ocean from what we can tell right what if there's hardly any land and there are some water worlds out there that yeah there's lots of big whales and they're fairly you know they're they actually sort of get smart but if you actually want to if you live in a water world if you're a dolphin <laughs> how are you going to get off to your moon right you need fire and, and if you live in this liquid environment you'll never get fire uh so that's one example of, of just like yeah okay so that's another form of intelligence that could be out there right uh, dolphin world whale world or also why would you uh, want to i mean the the reason we some of the reasons that we want to get off of our world is because we've destroyed it right uh we've overpopulated it we've done the kind of stupid things that i imagine other species have done and no longer exist <laughs> and so i i don't it, that's just another reason why uh, aliens that are intelligent enough to actually make the trip would look at us and say, "Oh no, they're they're idiots. They're not, they're not going to make it." <laughs> um, so, on that, I have another rant on that point. Here um, is well, you know, as if let me let me jump back. As a filmmaker, yeah, aliens make good bad guys. Why? Uh, they want our water. They want uh, uh, the, us as bad. You know, blah blah they blah. They don't need yeah. our water. Well, uh, yes, yes, we've already covered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This, but some people have said like, oh, you know, yes. The point is, <laughs> they again, don't need our women. They don't need yes, our dirt. Uh, right. <laughs> point is, 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 is we yes, as a species, yes, we eat. We're the big fish eat little fish. We always need resources here, right? Fine. Whether it's it's food, space to live, and that's that's the whole objective. Is like, oh, well, we got to colonize Mars so we can cover with condos and just have more people because uh, oh, if that big comet's going to come by, we've got to have another place to 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 you know to to advance our our, our civilization. Basically, basically, we're we're, the, we're 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 really good at the insect model, right? create lots of stupid little things and someone will will have gotten you know someone will have survived right um but i mean if, if your answer is like well we need to colonize mars because the asteroid may, may hit us in the future but that is an engineering problem right if we could just say okay listen we've we've, we've we're now well in the future where we know every little piece of of thing that could end end us we've tracked it already and we can do something about it right i mean you know okay <laughs> we're now smarter uh well so do we still need to colonize everywhere we have to colonize another world going there and exploring yeah fine that's that's one thing but um uh the question is and, and the reason why we need to colonize is because why because we can't stop humping right i mean yeah nature said this, let's just make a lot of these bugs people <laughs> hump away spread the mass uh we need funny, a giant funny bio god mass god said it too uh be fruitful and multiply right <laughs> right so but uh but 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 if we had solved our resource pro problem uh that we don't we don't need more water yeah we got plenty of we got plenty of you know we got power we don't have to you know get 
uh again this is this is classic 18th century you know 18th century where, where yeah we got to invade there because it has either oil coal right we need to, to go there because of the resources right mm-hmm. coal oil uh food farmland you know but if that's solved and we're, we're actually doing pretty good you're right we don't have to no longer have to invade places just for farmland right we've solved that problem you know uh so yeah, so I mean, so when you create when you extend it out to the universe, no no we just have to keep farming everywhere we just have to keep going uh what if we actually you know get to a point where okay we don't need the resources um because yeah we we we've solved it you know i mean it doesn't make sense to me uh, but right. although i do love reading the books so we will get right. to the books but i i just want to say kind of to close off this thought all right i have no desire to go and see what's out there I don't care. Right. the The world is world enough for me. Right. Um. I I hope that we can find a way to stop fucking it up. Uh. Because it should be world enough for all of us. There are wonders here, untapped wonders. And if we ever went out in space and found another planet that was even more rich in minerals and what have you than this one, we would still be there fucking it up. And so I, th- the problem isn't that we need another planet. The problem is that we need to grow up as a species and learn how to get the most out of this one. Um, so, so, all right. Um, <laughs> well, other rant, right, is, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for AI. I'm rooting for, for AI to actually get us beyond the emotionality of being human here. Because um, when you, well, let's, do, let's use an example here um and again they said oh, ai wants to kill us again well what resources do humans have that ai wants to take from us right i mean technically uh if an ai would be very comfortable in outer space playing the sun right if it's off of power or 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 you know um um space sounds it sounds like a very appealing place to exist if you're an ai right uh appealing place to exist for a human as well a maui beach i would argue a maui beach is like this like ah it's perfect the temperature it's salty sandy there's moisture uh worst place for if you're machine based right Wor- the worst the worst right so why would they want to invade maui <laughs> it's, it's like yeah they don't eat they don't eat pineapples uh sand salt water is the horrible thing let's space that's that's a good place if you're you know a, a machine as we are you know as we imagine them now how how about this so so if in if we're going to be sending ais out there certainly the first thing to make it out to alpha centauri won't be a, a human in a spaceship <laughs> will be have to be some kind of ai craft and we have got plenty that you know can do it now but this thing has to go out to alpha centauri figure out you know how to put itself around orbits around everything it has to do all this by itself which is advanced and it's not out of our wheelhouse to come up with a thing or whatever that can do that uh so here's a little twisty thing i've never heard anyone mention what if literally the things that are coming to us are the ais the 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 biological ai the squishy aliens are back in their planet and that literally the ufos are the ai they are the aliens uh there's no little guy inside of it it's just (laughs) that is what you're looking at the alien it's 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 not based on dna or biology um and it could certainly it's built for outer space if you're just a you know <laughs> uh, disc shaped or whatever you know uh thing 
That's yeah. that. Yeah, that's what we're looking at now. Is there is there is there an arm to to to, to shake? No, <laughs> they would they, uh, they would never come but here. It, but it makes AIs. a lousy story. So yeah, no, we, there yeah. has to be a guy inside of it because that's how yeah. how we we conceive of of intelligence. There's right. a guy Besides, inside. The of moment it. the AI got here uh, right. and and introduced itself, we would immediately begin to ask it to start making deep fakes of our favorite celebrities, <laughs> and yes. uh, the AI would just say, "Yeah, no, I'm out of here." <laughs> This is this was yeah, not uh, a good idea. I, I, as a Cole, and, and as a writer, can I just say that I'm very impressed with Chat GPT four. I'm I'm very impressed here. Uh, yeah, you don't you don't have yeah. to worry about it. I look, I'm <laughs> okay. sorry. Um, look, there's there's corporate writing, uh, and corporate writing right. they don't care about writing. All right, they right. just they just care about right. information. Chat GPT is great for that stuff. I've done my share of corporate writing, hated every moment of it. So um, uh, there's that. But people, I think the reason they read stories like yours is not just because there's information, there's text on a page, but because it's your human perspective. It's you talking to them uh, it's a mind-to-mind -mind share. No one wants to look at the mind of a computer. I don't care what a human uh, computer has to say. I don't care if a computer can write a better story than you. I'd rather read your story because you write it from my perspective as a human, and I can gain infinitely more from your story than I can from some smart computer that just put together good words. That said, tell us about your story. Uh, I don't care if you do dramatic readings from your um, synopsis or if you just want to spitball for a little bit, but get to, get the audience excited about going well, and grabbing your Kindle book. Yeah, no, I, I kind of did the spoiler on the first one already, right? So, so I've sort of covered the first one. Yeah, <laughs> already here. Uh, but for the first one, I did start with like the classic. Um, I basically I took all the nationwide uh, UFO stories, landings, uh, um, and celebrities, and boiled them down into into Cape Cod. Basically, the stories based on Cape Cod. So basically, I've made Cape Cod representative of everything that that has happened within ufo culture mm -hmm. uh i got my notes here i haven't looked at these in a while but basically yeah um as they say well there was a, there was an interesting ufo sighting back in uh illinois yeah back in 2001 v-shaped thing i included that um and other the other uh, some of the um, podcasts that i've done so people, the, the ones who know about the stuff were tittering away because they they understood that, ah, yeah, you're, you were satirizing that, that, and that. Um, yeah, basically, I was making fun of Apple White. Uh, he had uh, the guy who killed his followers, right? Um, My favorite I, cultist of all time. I put a guy called Click into it. He's got his cult waiting for the alien spaceship to arrive. I put that in. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Black black box technology and because on the cape there is an air force base here so that, that's where they're storing the aliens blah 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 yeah so so and then uh such people as uh what was the guy's name here i had it written down here uh, yeah tom frazier was a big guy who um said claimed that he worked at area at area 51 and saw the frozen bodies himself uh so uh, <laughs> that's worked in there um and i sort of 
over gave an overview of the whole um, um, plot. So yeah, if, if you know about the stuff, I'm satirizing it all. It's all in there. And if you're familiar with it, oh, you're gonna see it. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's that's Tom Frazier. Um, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, not Tom Frazier. What was that's the character's name? Uh, Bob Lazar. Thank God, Bob mm. Lazar. Mm. Yeah, see, it's five years ago when I wrote this. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, emphasize the humor. Uh, where did the yes. where did the humor come from? I can show you. I had a laugh out loud <laughs> moment reading. Um, Reading uh, the synopsis, it is just one phrase uh, out of context, but it's hilarious. The last stupid man on earth. Yeah, that's, well, that's well, the second book. That whole, so now I took, so now let's take, I took the characters that I established in book one. Um, and as example, there was, there's a guy who, who does um, a podcast who's, who's into UFO conspiracies. Um, and he basically that character named Zeke. He turns into Alec Jones. His, his his audience goes well past Cape Cod, so now he's a national celebrity. So so basically, I get to hammer on uh, Alec Jones's conspiracies. Um, it is the remember if you remember the PizzaGate, the Comet Pizza, where they th uh, where they thought uh, pedophiles are uh, are um, yeah the, the Democratic pedophile ring was at the Comet Pizza. Um, basically, uh, yeah, the book starts with. Um, a similar character coming in with a gun looking for the uh this he heard that this place euthanizes retarded puppies uh damn it he has to do something about it um yeah um, yeah and it basically he just he's literally just 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 uh you know uh, the guy who went into um comet pizza edgar madison welch uh who thought he was doing good right i'm gonna save the world from pedof democratic pedophiles who are secretly <laughs> lizard people we're all lizard people right um and you know mothman i got a mothman very my, i have mantis man so yeah there's, there's two bridges that get you off cape cod had fun with that um in QAnon, instead um uh one of the characters has sets up a fake website uh instead of QAnon, it's the emeron website mm hyphen -hmm. m-o-r-o-n emeron mm -hmm. QAnon. so so basically i get to have fun with those people <laughs> uh yeah so basically so the so so it's almost like a like a uh, uh an intellectual fantasy what if the world just became rational what and, the, and what happened is is the the original the original aliens who imparted wisdom onto the dog my main characters figured hey we could sell these on ebay and then have the world enjoy the benefit of of knowledge giving aliens steal from 2001 right with a monolith right imparts mm -hmm. it to the apes so so for a short while there everyone has their the alien crystal and everyone is rational <laughs> and it's a it's a wonderful world where no one does stupid things so and spoiler ignorance wins in the end here um, obviously so yeah <laughs> <laughs> obviously so, eric yeah it has been a pleasure. Uh, I hope we get to do this again. Writers tend to come on shows because they have something to write. But please don't wait until your third book, Highest Power. Highest Strangeness. Highest strangest Strangeness. Strangeness, right. Colon. The last stupid man on earth. <laughs> well, um, no, no, that, that, that's on the second book. I right. understand that. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just wish casting here for uh, right, okay. for your third book. Um, don't wait until you uh, have that uh, to come back. Shoot me an well, email. We'll, we've we've left so much on the cutting room floor. Right. <laughs> so ah, it's uh, being cut. Okay, okay, it's being cut. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's chat again. Sure. 
Oh, yeah, well, one quick. Let me one, before you here. Let's, let's see if this makes the edit. Okay. Okay. Uh, is is for oh, no, I don't. I don't actually edit the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's just an expression. There's no you, you. You've actually done some real filmmaking, and so you right. probably have done some cutting room floor. No, that I edit nothing. <laughs> okay. All right. So the the concept help me out. I'm trying to figure out where 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 do I go? How do I top? even what I've done so far. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe con the movie Contact where Jodie Foster gets to meet the aliens mentally. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, all right, maybe I could do something. I, I maybe, liked and everything about the movie except how it ended. And I right. didn't like that. <laughs> so so I'm, so I'm thinking I could fix that. I was thinking, right, same deal where we talk about the, the gods. Basically, yeah, um, um, <laughs> the character meets God. Yeah, I just, it's got to be high. It's got to be way out there. Uh, you know, so yeah, the aliens, if you, if you pile enough of them together, you can just meet God or, or something like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm working on just, yeah. So, <laughs> but it will be, yeah. Critical of religion. Basically. Yeah. I so. would, I would like, um, to read a story where they meet God and it turns out that God is really disappointing. Yeah. He's <laughs> just <laughs> right. really, really <laughs> not not what you were expecting at all. We we've done that. I mean, that's been sort of done like uh like time bandits, right? Like like mm. remember at the very end there, you see time bandits, uh Terry Gilliam movie where basically a god character is represented as as a nice old man who, you know, is like, uh, eh, he just kinda is a you know an accountant. So yeah, I've I've seen that out there. So but yes, that is a good that is a good jo <laughs> good joke premise. It's like, oh, that's it. Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I. So, I mean, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to um, dive more into that. How. How. How God became God, for instance. Maybe. Maybe God was the last stupid man on his planet. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> right. So. You know. Right. Uh, look, I'm just. I'm just spitballing here. We're spitballing here. here. We're, yeah. We're, right. I'm. I'm. I'm not a fiction writer. Uh, I've. I've written. I've done too much corporate writing. I've done too much. Um, I've done uh, too much corporate video. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I. I just. I can't make my mind. Where I've tried fiction. I right. suck at it. Um, all of my characters sound like me. They sound, well, they sound I, like I, the voices I, I in my myself, head. <laughs> yeah, I see. I put my see. That's my problem, right? Is I have something to say. So as a writer, I said it. No one agrees with me. But no, one of the the protagonists is me, basically. You know, mm -hmm. I, I get crap from my editor, like like this is just you ranting. I'm like, I know, I know. You know, stealing that. Remember when Galileo had to like convey, had to convert. Uh, uh, convince the church that the Copernican model uh, of planets going around the sun, he had to use the character Simplicico, Simplicio, I think. Uh, I forgot the name of the, the, the document, just so they didn't kill him. <laughs> uh, speaking heresy. So yeah, so I'm using, I use that kind of premise where it's like, okay, you sign the conspiracies, the theorists into Simplicico, the, okay, these are the dummies. And now, now the smart character argues, lays out the argument, you know, hopefully, you know. <laughs> you have a website. <laughs> Do you have a website? Uh, yeah, go to higher higherstrangeness.net. We'll throw you into the to the, that books uh, website and then adeadguy.com is sort of my personal website. And now, I, the joke is I'm willing to wait. At some point I will be a dead guy, right? And then boy it'll be funny as hell when you go to a dead guy which is now written by a dead guy. It's, and I, if it takes me 20 years for this joke to play out, I'm willing to wait. So, yeah, go to a dead guy if you want to see baby pictures or, yeah, it's all on there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I take that back. You're my long-lost <laughs> uncle. 
the oh yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Eat that, Darren Loot. All right, <laughs> look, uh, All right. folks, you know where to find uh, me, skeptics and seekers. Dot squarespace.com and, and where can you find the seeker the seeker is, is somewhere else right he's, he's no longer on you it's uh so first of all skeptics and seekers dot squarespace.com right. all right, right. log in your discuss account discuss away we talk about all kinds of crap there okay. and uh dale he's not the only co-host i've had by the way but um yeah. he's the only co-host i've had whose site i uh, remember, uh, so it's uh, Real Secret Ministries. You can find him on YouTube, actually. Right. Uh, in fact, he was doing a show at the moment that um, we were getting ready to start doing a show. I had right. popped in. He was doing a live, sh live show. I said, howdy. I'll be uh, on a show with him in a few minutes uh, with our old friend Darren Kimball Cook. I know this name may not mean uh, much to you, Eric. Uh, but it will mean something to our audience. And we will be talking about, among other things, miracles. I love talking miracles. <laughs> uh, so uh, we will be doing that. Uh, and so until the next time, I will see you in the comments. And in the meantime, I'm out. All right. Uh, sir, this has been 